Yo, what's up? This is Pinky from Team Pinky Muay Thai. 20 years in the game, ex-fighter and current Muay Thai trainer. Hey guys, my name's Matt. I'm from Full Tilt Fight and Fitness. I've been in the game for 12 years fighting and 8 years coaching and you are listening to the Ring Lovers Podcast. What we talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Ring Lovers Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm from Full Tilt Fight Fitness. Fitness. I've turned a little bit weird. Um, turned a little bit weird. Always a little bit weird. Here with the main man, Pinky from Pinky Muay Thai. How are you today, sir? Fantastic. How are you? Cheers. Yeah, good, buddy. Good. Um, you look full, bright and energy today. Always. You know, how's your week been? Not too bad. Not too bad. How your numbers been? Your yeah, numbers been. You still fucking roll along with some good numbers. Doing okay, yeah. yeah, like yeah. The, just that one class in the evening. Yeah, pumping like um. Because like, I reckon we were talking a little while ago about you were focusing, like you were, you had you focused on your one class thing, and then you're focusing on your six a.m. Is that what? You're saying? Yeah, true. Like we've okay. been, we've actually been getting people into it, which is good. Yeah, that means my um, the trainer that runs it at the moment doesn't ride from Golden Grove to yeah the gym for nothing. It's never no. for nothing. Um, it's not for nothing. If he's, if he's, riding, <laughs> if he's riding and he's a fight, well, he's getting his cardio with him for the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fucking morning cardio is the best cardio, I reckon. Yeah, have to agree with you there. But, um, yeah, nah, cool. So, yeah, we've actually been getting a couple of people in our morning classes, which is odd considering it's so fucking cold. So, usually it's cold. And we consider this time every year to, to like, cancel our morning classes. Yeah. And um, we used to do ladies' classes seasonally. We used to do it like through the um, through daylight savings only. When yep. daylight savings was on, we'd do ladies' classes because it was lighter. Yep. Ladies would come out. It yep. was warmer. It wasn't so hard to get out. Now we've built that group up. They come all the time. So oh, cool. So, so daylight savings is literally just finished. Yep. We would have we would have cancelled those classes, and now we're still getting anywhere between ten and 15, 16 ladies. Cool. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday morning. So. Awesome. We just opened up that boxing class for Casey to teach on Tuesday on a Monday morning as well. Yeah. So that's just starting to pick up, which is cool. So yeah, the ladies are getting there. Sweet. Yeah. That's wicked. I, I've, I've been thinking about that. I've just got to get a. Did you have a ladies only? I don't know. You used to. Um, Hang used to teach a lady. Hang used to do some group stuff with yeah. some ladies. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have thought about it, and it kind of I've got to have a female trainer for me to. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not appropriate enough. Um, no, that's why I don't do them. Mm. And I really don't feel it's, – it's funny because I don't – I the ladies in my Muay Thai class, they take me for what I am, Yeah, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and I don't censor myself in, you know, in a mixed boxing class and a mixed ladies – and a mixed, mixed Muay Thai class. I, I just don't. Like, I don't yeah. – I very – in all honesty, like yourself, I very rarely censor myself no, at no, all, no. but – you know, like around kids, obviously I don't swear. Yeah. And around, uh, or talk about like, penises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then around, do you dress, do you dress as a dra- drag queen when you run kids classes? I do only when I do kids okay, yeah, classes cool, because cool, I cool. feel that that's where we get the most. Uh, you know, like that the classes are growing with drag more type. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. the easiest way to manipulate yeah, kids. Yeah, a couple into of their drag story yeah. times were good. And I just thought this is it. This yeah. is the direction society's going in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hold that anymore. Oh, I couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nah, but then ladies class, I just I I also assume that they come to be taught and trained by a lady. Yes. I'm I think I've we've spoken about it on this class. I'm not I mean on this podcast before. I've never been that dude 
that trainer that gets three random little hotties hovering around him all the time. You know, you go to, you go to some yeah, gyms, like you go to weights gyms and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not hot. <laughs> I'm not built like brick shit house, like covering myself with roids. I'm also older. I'm also married. My wife's in the gym. She's also pretty intimidating. And I'm kind of focused on my wife. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That too, you know, like I'm sort of that like, yeah, so I've never been that dude to have that yeah. hang around and real, felt real confident about women. I've always felt judged by women, you know, like I always, like especially in here. Yeah. And it, and like I've always thought, it's weird. It, it fucking puts my nose out, you know, like where I felt like, don't you judge me in my area. You, you know what I mean? And they're probably not. It's like one of those things where we're like, it's like when you shadow box and you assume everyone's looking at you, but no one's fucking looking at you. Yeah, you know, it's like I pro- like the things I assume that they think of me aren't yeah. probably that at all. But you know, I worry. Yeah. So I just yeah. it's easy to have a uh, have a chick do it, and I've I've run the box, I've run the ladies class a couple of times, and it's fine. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they're all lovely, and I always thank them for treating me nicely. I always feel weird. I'm like, thank you for treating me nicely in my own gym. <laughs> yeah, I'd, but, I'd say something really inappropriate and it wouldn't go down very well. But, yeah, no, nah, and I'm fun and it's fun to do, but I don't feel – that's probably just the one class that I that I just don't feel comfortable teaching. And, yeah. and the reason I started it is because, you know, we have a ladies trainer who does it and now we've got Casey, you know, who does the other ladies' classes. It's just it's, – it's good, it's easy, and it's an, it's another market that I think yeah. – gym needs if you want to survive yep. kids, kids and ladies if you can get kids and ladies in then 100%. their hubby's just walk in the door anyway yeah you know and dudes will come to a dingy shit owl you know to kick pads yeah you know like men dudes will come to a shed you know like yep. we, we, that's fucking stinks like fucking oil you know they don't you know they don't care you know, like, yeah well i don't that, know if your gym but, smells like oil but it's but that's you know like it, i always say like my my gym isn't insta friendly no, no, so, no, so that's right, yeah. You, you don't get the the Insta girls that come with that. No, that's right. And the, the only thing that makes mine remotely Insta-friendly is white walls. No shit. It is the, it's the fucking difference between this place and the last place. It's very similar. It's very same, like, large brick, you know, like yeah. it's not like a, like a, like a hell, like, um, uh, what would you say, finished place. But the only difference is, is the walls are white. So yeah. the place looks lighter. Yeah. The yeah. ceiling's lower. Yeah. And and the fluoros just make it look lighter. So it's more inviting to yeah. women. Yeah. And more inviting to kids. The other place just was dingy and shitty with a real high roof and it just lost felt like feeling almost. Yeah, you know? like yeah, yeah. the lower ceilings give this place a bit of more homey sort of feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It also makes the fucking windows and mirror get extremely foggy when when everyone's training in here. It's funny how you walk outside when you're when you're leaving after the night classes now, you can't see inside. Uh, all the windows are fucked. Yeah. yeah, it's killer. Frosted. Yeah, frosted, frosted. But um, which is good until you've got a paper fucking sign on the window or something. Yeah, that yeah, that's why we laminate. Front, yeah, everything. Everything. <laughs> laminate everything. We um, yeah, now. Nah, but I have um, noticed you're partial to a lamination. Yes, yes, yes. We have a laminator. It's something <laughs> that we purchased early in our uh, in our business career, um, because yeah, Beck likes to laminate things. <laughs> Well, she makes all those little, like all those colourful things right next to you there. They're yep. little, little, little footwork tricks and ABCs ah. that Jet would have done the other day. You knew he came here yeah, and trained yeah, yeah, here yeah. on Saturday, so he did that mix. Oh, I saw him struggling. With yeah, oh fuck, it was funny because yeah, obviously it's something that he's not accustomed to whatsoever. Yeah, he would go. Our oh, top, God, I'll do this. Yeah, our, our tie boxes aren't really. I don't do it in tie boxing either. Yeah. But 
if Beck runs a class and it's a joint class, she'll do them. And it's good. Like it's yeah, it's it's good. Take out their comfort zone. Yeah, and, it's good. Some, it has some, and they learn some yeah. shit from it. They do get a little bit more balance, yeah. a little bit more coordination, yeah. a little bit more agility. So um, yeah, but yeah, fucking, it was funny watching Jet trying to do that now. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's been good. It was good. Tell me a story. Mm. When's uh when are you? Well, our next fights are SA Motor League in three weeks time or something. That's our next one's here. I think you're the yep. same. You got nothing before I've that. Got uh, Muay Thai the weekend before. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and then what? Do, do we have anything to break down this weekend? Do we have any big fights? No. Or we got a little while till that four man comes. I think, yeah, I think the next one is the next big show is hardcore. Actually, no, the next big one is um. We've got the end of this month, um, Destiny, which will probably That's break right. down, probably do some of the, at least speak about the main card of that. Yeah. Um, which is still, obviously, I think that'll be next week we record that one. Yeah. Um, what is the date at the moment? Today, oh, still early in the, still early in the month. Yeah, I think yeah. next week we'll record, I think our next recording will record and we'll have a little quick chat okay. about the main card, Destiny. Like, same sort of thing with the Queensland thing. I don't know enough of the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queensland, I don't follow the scene enough. I know the, the guys at the top, that's about it. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, on that note, shall we dive into some questionnaires then? Yeah, let's do that. Because we've got a few skis. <laughs> Could say that. Um, start, start from the bottom, then we're here. Um, start from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, you know, I'll start from the screenshot that I did, an inboxed one. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is behind people's mentality when they choose to retire after they get knocked out? Um, example, when Tyler Hardcastle KO, KO'd Mickey O'Grady, um, who was on a 30-fight win streak. Um, so what, 30 fights, gets knocked out, hangs them up. Yeah. I think, man, sometimes it scares people back into reality of the the, the dangers of the sport. And, and like, oh, they've been knocked really... out before? I don't know. I Could don't... it be that? Could be one of the things where I'm going to do this thing for as long as I can, win, lose, or draw. As soon as I get knocked out, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Could you, be, know, yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to do it like knowing that you have damage to your brain. But like, there's a, like, like what you said, people get scared, but it's like, like scared ego or the, uh, the vulnerability, like that, the, the, yeah. Mortality of it, like, like I'm going to do this until until I can find someone that knocks me out, and as soon as they knock me out, I have met my match, and yeah. I'm done with this fucking sport. Yeah. It could be those. It could be. Yeah. It could be like what you said, the scare. I've just recently had a conversation with one of my fighters about sparring and stuff like that, and they're like, "Oh man, I got hit with a couple of big shots, and now I'm shell shocked." And I'm like, "Well, man, you just need to look at who you're sparring, what you're doing." So. Well, yeah, that's them. right. Yeah. So while that person may retire, it could just be a matter of like finding the right fight after that or your next fight after you get knocked out. Like, oh, I'm going to fight a dude who uh, who I know is renowned for not knocking people out. Yeah. You know, like yeah. who's not a heavy power puncher yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. But I definitely understand. Like I understand the thought process behind it. Yeah. About how like it's fucking insane. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> No, 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 you wake up and go, ah, fuck. Yeah. But it's get like it makes you hesitant, you know, like yeah, it can sure. definitely make you hesitant. Uh, depends where you're at in your career, what yeah. you know, what the what the risk for reward is. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if you're getting later on in the career and you're like, you know, you get that one big fucking knockout, it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm not 
I'm not gaining enough from the sport. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, squeeze ain't worth the worth the fucking the juice ain't worth the squeeze. And some some people just their their balloons gets deflated. They yeah. think they think they're fucking great. Their yeah. ego is fucking massive, and they get stopped, and it's like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm not that good. Well, no, yeah. you just got beaten by someone. You just got yeah, yeah. Someone just made yeah, just better than you that day or whatever. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like what you said though in the question, uh, thirty five win streak and then losing the one. Yeah, you know that could be the thing. Like, how long is it taking him to rack up them thirty fights? Oh, who knows? You know, who thirty knows? fights could be a long time and a long career. Yeah, and then by the time you hit that knockout, you're like, yep, I'm done. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I'd say it, it's sort of that. It's like anything, man. Like. You could have been knocked out before and you're right. And you're like, cool, I'll keep going. And then you get yeah. knocked out again. And you're like, nah, fuck it, I ain't doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, like I think just different for everyone. Like what you said, I think I think people just get to a point where they either they either don't mind getting knocked out and they just keep plugging through and whatever, you know, like yeah. they'll have fucking 30 fights and have, you know, a heap of losses and a couple of them are knockouts. So and they just keep plugging along. Or you get dudes where they they're smart about it and they're like, ah, oh, couple now that's too many now. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, I don't think it's always fear. I think it's more fucking. It can be smarts as well. Yeah. You know, it's about, and as you said, age is a thing as well. Like they could, yeah, get, could be like a little bit older, and they're fucking fought. Like the age difference, they fight someone. They're they're a little bit older. They fight someone younger. The young dude cracks and like, ah, okay, yeah, can't keep up anymore. No. Can't do this anymore. Or, yeah. You yeah. know, like there's always it, thousand different factors. I think when it comes yeah, to getting knocked out and hanging them up. You know, like, you know, was the knockout. Was it was the hang up already decided, and then the knockout came because you know like that, out because they've already checked out, and you know yep. like you know, or were they so confident they were going to keep going, and then that's fucking, and then like what you said, yep. the balloons flated. So yep, many many options. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, great question, and it's you know, there's a few answers that we can use to to explain it and different angles, but the importance of aligning your fighters with a promoter that is keen to build and promote them. Super important mm. when for, for pros, obviously. Mm. So you have, it doesn't necessarily be one promoter, but it needs to be promoter promoters who have a relationship together also, who aren't all about me, 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 I, I, I. Yeah, and it's like okay, so so and so fights on this show, and then Cy rings up and goes, "Look, I'm pretty keen on your this guy," da, 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 yeah. da. and then they work together and yeah, build out the yeah, same yeah. guy. Um, super important. You need there needs to be it needs to be a two way street though. Which later on there's a question about about that being a ticket becoming a ticket seller, but. If you're being promoted, then you owe the same respect to that promoter. Yeah. And to put the same amount of effort into promoting yourself and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're giving you the opportunity, you're yeah. definitely going to pay them back yeah. and do your do your work for it, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, having promoters who who are on the, the Muay Thai page, you know, people who are actually wanting to build the sport, they're wanting to, they're wanting to keep everyone growing, they want to keep everything growing. Who think about Muay Thai before they think about the dollar? Because it's it's like with running a gym. You think about the sport, the dollars will follow. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It may take right, some time. Yeah. It takes a little bit quick, a little bit longer yeah. journey than than people don't shit. buy your product. They buy what you're selling. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you yeah. Know and if you're full of shit, then that's they, what they buy. Yeah, they buy they buy the vibe. 
Yeah. You know, like, so if you're doing the right thing that way, then the money will come. Yeah. 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 Um, um, do you think that, uh, like, you as a fighter needs to be open to, like, like what you're saying, like a good promoter is good, but you still, I think, you need to be open to new promotions as well. You know, like, yeah. for example, like you, like you will have a new promotion that might start up and they want to go, they, they might go, okay, I haven't had any, any big shows yet. But hey, I want to. I want to start with you. I want to use you as our yep. as our feature dude, sort yep. of thing. And then, so be. I think you've still got to be open to 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 be going to new shows. Hundred percent. And this, this is where some some promoters are dogs, and they and they pretty much make people on track to them. Like it's it's one of my big bitches I have about one championship. If you need to on track people to your promotion. Then you're lacking something in your people skills, in your in your actual like. I think for con- if there's a contract involved, it means there's a fear of being found out for something. Like contract per fight, you yeah, sign yeah. a contract for a fight, different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, contracted yeah, to one promotion and you're not allowed to fight on other promotions, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's shit for growth of the sport. Yeah, um, I can understand if you're doing like if you go. Okay, we're doing a show, like for example, we'll, I don't know, Motor GP. Yep. I'm, I'm just throwing yep. that, just use that name, right? Yep. So, Motor GP are doing a, we're doing a show in Perth in June, yep. and then we've got a show over here, and then we've got, and then we're going to go do another show in Adelaide, let's say fucking six months from that. Yep. What do you reckon about, like, okay, you're going to fight this dude, and then we're going to put a rematch clause in it, and the rematch clause will happen on this fight oh, show. For sure. You know, and, then, totally. and then you're sort of yep. going, okay, but you guys can't do anything else but fight on these two shows until yep. then. Yep. And then that contract's fucking done. What are you reckon about that? I'm, like I'm doing I'm, a two-fight yeah, on one but, show. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so you're not tied to the promotion for too long. No. You know? And and I, I think like... I think I, I think when it comes to, comes to fucking contracts and shit, I think if fighters are smarter about it, especially like we've just gone through COVID, right? So COVID was something that we can almost use as a uh, as a backing with our contract negotiations is up. So, for example, like COVID fucked up so many shows. There were so many shows that were booked on, signed, signed, still delivered, they're done. Fuck, it's cancelled now. Yep. There's no shows, right? So there would have been guys who may have been contracted to promotions then. Yep. So we could almost go like, like for my example that I just used, yep, we got one here six months later. Then, if that show then doesn't happen, your contract's about like void. Yep. You know, like your if your rematch clause isn't within a certain amount of yep. time, then that's what you know. Like all those little things, fighters and coaches can now start thinking about to to involve in a contract yep. that's going to help them out as well. You know, yep. like thinking about their own fight. The contract own, should only be per fight. That's right. And, yeah, and, and, that's and, and, and then obviously that per fight, the yeah. rematch thing is a different mm. a different thing. And yeah, so it doesn't really happen in the way fight. Shoot though. Like, it, fucking shoot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, but I still think it's like, yeah, really, like people, do you know what the problem with the rematch thing is in, that people don't do rematch clauses because there's no contracts in Muay Thai except for pretty much one championship. Yeah. Like I think from a, from a professional shows, you should sign an agreement for that show. Yeah, Almost every right. show. Almost yeah, every yeah. show. Yep. Um, rematches, man, rematches should just happen and that should be on the, the trainers anyway. Like, yeah, but it's like the, like the lung fucking George one. That should, that was fucking, everyone was up in arms about that fucking decision or that. Why haven't they rematched that yet? 
There should have been a rematch. Oh, because that... It was two of the two world champs and all that. Yeah. It should have already been announced if it hasn't I... you know, And if it is in the works and it's coming, I know, then I know 100% Jake talk. wouldn't do a rematch. What? Because that's, that's not how he rolls. But if that's he... why you sign a contract. That's why yeah. you sign a contract. If you don't do that but one, then you don't George, get the first one. George is no longer a 79 kilo fighter. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's fucking. That's oh, I think, it is what it is, though. Yeah. You know, like if you're not going to do the rematch thing, then you don't get the opportunity to fight for that belt. Yeah, oh, I, and George I loses think, that too. Fucking unlucky for him. Yeah, but if that if that's the fucking way it is, and then, then that's oh, I think you know, like, I, I think it almost comes back to the same thing where if you need to, if people are needing to sign a contract for rematching, then there's something wrong with the fighters, but that, or, but, or the managers, but that, and that's what I'm there obviously is everywhere because yeah. there isn't rematches yeah, yeah, happening sure. anywhere in Muay Thai. Yeah, I'm fucking well. You see it in stadium Muay Thai all the time because they almost don't have a fucking choice. Yep. You know, like, but like here, so like, as I said, that one should have happened. There's fucking a heap of other fights that we've seen that were like close fights that yeah. should have been rematched. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, but if and, it, maybe, both the parties, maybe both the parties aren't interested in a rematch and that's okay. Yeah, well. yeah, that's all right. Like too, the, you know, like if, if they go, oh, yeah, fuck it, we're not going to do it anymore, then, then, then if their fighters are happy with that, then yeah. that's cool. But no one was happy with that one. No. That, you know what I mean? Like, well, Except for the you know, but, and that's what I mean. So, so like that one should have fucking happened for sure, and it's and it could have been easily fixed by that con, like I'm by not, I'm not sure that even flight contract. I'm not sure that even George wanted to pursue that. Yeah, because right. uh, I know he he was already booked to fight seventy six kilos. Yeah, okay, right. I think it was. Uh, I've got it. I think it was one last fight at seventy nine. Yeah, okay, right. And then going. Yeah, it was done. Dusty. Yeah. Then, then who gave a fuck? Yeah. Who won it? Yeah, you know, like it's yeah, like, oh, thing, you won it, go. Like, yeah, but yeah, whatever. You know, like. So like uh but yeah, like I think that, that like those little things like that, you know, like where where like like especially maybe any title fight, you know, like any title fight that you think could be, hey man, if there's two if it, if over the broad spectrum of things that this is a close fight and it's and there's discrepancy, we have a rematch for yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've just a you know, like I don't know, if I, anything like that, any main event fight or, or Oh, no, I just don't think it would be a bad option. It, it, it definitely clears out the like, oh, that was a shit decision. There's nothing worse Ooh, than run that. It back. There's nothing worse, than, which is where, you know, a signature would be nice, like where you make an agreement with someone to give away size and experience or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And we know it's an agreement that there'll be a rematch. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then the person, you know, like I've had it with one of mine, they gave away size and experience. For their first fight, their opponent had, had two already or something, two yeah. wins. We won, all of a sudden the other one retires. Yeah, okay. Right, you right. know, it's like, oh, I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, <clears throat> which obviously, you know, when it's that long in, early in the careers anyway, but it's, I think, man, everyone should just be a grand of rematches anyway. Like, yeah, what, what yeah. Are you, what's everyone looking for the next opponent for instead of, man, it's still a, another number. It's still, like an extra fight, extra experience. Why does it matter? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so meanwhile, you have that same dude going, oh, fucking no one wants to fight me. It's like the, the, you could refight the fucking dude you just fucking almost, yep. you know, that was a close fight. Just yep. do that one again. Yep. Like it was obviously a good fight. Here's the other flip side too. Unless your fight was shit. Unless it was just a dog shit fight. But no sometimes one that happens to too. too. Yeah. yeah, sometimes that happens too. And like it's. And then they can rematch, and it's like because both of them now understand each other a little bit more. Yeah, makes it a better yeah, fight. That, yeah. Um. So yeah, back back to like you know what the original question was, and and 
a big part of it is playing into, you know, you shouldn't need anything more than a one-fight contract. Yeah. But you should also have loyalty to two particular promoters. And there's particular shows, and I, I've mentioned them all the time, the ones who actually are trying to grow the sport and it's, you know, the, all the big names are fighting on those shows and yeah. they're... Align yourself with those groups of people and the sport will grow and you'll be part of that that growth. And and you'll get promoted the right way. Yeah. And, and do, do the right, the right thing, thing by the promoter. Yeah. Blow you like a trumpet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's all nice. Um okay, next question. Next couple of questions, really easy answers, and I'm gonna be quite rude about it. <laughs> Thoughts on Australian kickboxing. We can, we can do <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Uh, um, dead, it's, here right it's now. kickboxing's been and gone. Um, if people still believe it's still here, then it's, sorry, there are there's shows. There is a there is the few shows, and they're the most corrupt shows going. I don't know about that. Yeah, you know more. It's, about yeah, that. it's it's it's, it's yeah, but definitely it, it's been and gone. It's been and gone, and same with what happened to the WKBF organization. Who cares? It was yeah. never legit. It was never, it was never a, man, maybe it was in kickboxing circles. Yeah. <laughs> but to anyone, you know, aside from in the early 2000s, winning a WKBF world title then might have actually meant something, but no one even yeah. bats an eyelid at it now. Um, hardest hitter in Australian Muay Thai besides, oh, yeah. besides heavyweights. I was going to say it's got to be that fucking big fella bit. It's hard. Uh, I know Josh McCulloch for a little fella, like 59, yeah. 61 yeah. kilos. Brandon Spain, another yeah, little Yeah, I was going to say Brandon Spain. Um, yeah, I think a lot of more people have gone to like, you know, they're still hurting people with, with a power shot and stuff, but a lot of people have gone to playing the technical game now. Yeah, um, to do the more trickier stuff. Yeah, not, not going out there just to sleep people. Mm. It's still there. I can't think of any off the top. There's no real... I'm probably it's probably skipping my mind. There probably is, but I can't really think of anyone at the moment. Jay Tonkin. Yeah, I was going to say Jay. Um, who's the other one I was thinking of? He fought. I reckon. Who? I reckon he fought with you. Um, Tim Newen. Tim Newen's a big puncher. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, Jonathan Aulu. That's the one. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, yeah. that there we go. You're not forgetting, you're no, forgetting no. someone. Big, so, big, strong, big, 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 hand. big hand, big right, straight right hand yeah. is amazing on him. Um, so, yeah, that's all I can think of. Uh, Thoughts on K1 today and past? K1 today is pretty, as I said, dog on, shit. On, a, on a high. It's like that's where you'll find probably the best heavyweight strikers, as in hand, foot, combo strikers. But apart from that, that's all you'll find there. Yeah. You know, K1 lower weights, you're looking in Japan. And they're tiny weights. They're quick. They're pretty exciting to watch. But, you know, like it's not your, yeah. It's yeah. Not, it's not biggie style. In, I love in, it. In, in, like the, in the past, it was it was a big organisation. And the, yeah. And the, and the, the show. That's a big show. I still you know? go, I still watch the, like the early 2000s Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still yeah. watch them. They're all on YouTube. Yeah. You watch them from start to finish. Um, Charlie, like, my, my exam meetings is my favourite fight ever. Yeah, yeah, both of those. Yeah, fair call too. Uh, probably two, and probably the least technical fights I've ever watched ever. Yeah, they are fights, but yeah. they're awesome to watch. Yeah. so that is 
K1 in a nutshell. They're fights. Yeah. They're not real fucking... So I don't watch a lot of K1 Max. I'll, yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, right. I'll watch the heavyweights. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, that's K1. The yeah. K1 Max thing came Glory is the closest you're going to get to it now. Is Glory. And that's dead. And like, that's pretty much it. Yeah, they I, didn't know, I didn't know like, it was still going. And they almost went bankrupt, I reckon, about four fucking times or some shit. Yeah, COVID. right. But, um, yeah, Rico Van Heusen. If you ever want to, if you actually want to watch a a really good heavyweight kickboxer, yeah, Rico is the best. Yeah, yeah, Rico versus Overeem is, is always good. And Overeem is actually a very good heavyweight kickboxer. Yeah, you know, Alistair Overeem is, yep. is good. But. Um, because even goes, why do some sanctioning bodies have K one champions when clearly K one is is in Japan? K one is a rule set. Yeah, the K one organization was in Japan. It's so like K one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, K- is a rule set. Yeah, K1 is a rule set. Yeah. Um, I get asked that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference between Muay Thai and K1? It's, like, it's a rule set. It's yeah. just this, this style of... Yeah, there's no clinching. Yeah, like no. there's... And you can't catch, catch Yeah, you can catch you can let go and fly yeah, back or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> what's the next biggest organisation besides one championship? Um, RWS... It's a better organisation. It's doing, <laughs> doing bigger things. And that's our thoughts on it. <laughs> and yeah, that was the next question. So... Definitely better. It's doing real Muay Thai. It's building the sport. It's um, keeping the tradition of Muay Thai over a three-round format. Yeah. So um, with a good tournament system as well, like yeah. instead of having like an eight-man tournament, it's two groups of four. The two top guys yeah. out of that group, two groups of four, then go into a final four-man. Final four-man. So, um, and uh, things like RWS is what will make Muay Thai mainstream, like, MMA and boxing. Yeah. Things like that. Like, yeah. like as much as like our, like, you know, like your love in particular is the five round, the, the, what will make it more mainstream is three round. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. And um, so we, we got a shitload of questions today, guys. So we're sort of. That's why we're um, through um, these ones. Pumping through them. Um, would you ever start up your own Muay Thai show? Yes, but. Only really need amateurs because SA doesn't have a pro scene, um, and we need to build up a massive bank of amateurs so we can get yeah, the carryover so into the pro, pros. Yeah. So, and on that note, shout out to our old mate Paddy who's just put up a date for yep, his show, November five, Valley Valley Mortar. Congratulations, my friend, for getting that organised. Yeah, November happy brother. So, um, we will get our nominations in when we can. Yeah, I'm hoping by then I'll have ten or so to. That'll be a yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have a couple by then too. Actually, I think I've fucking just I've just added two more two more dudes to my fight yeah. team. I can't um, have two. I'm just waiting for them to turn eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. don't have to do with parents. Yeah, yeah. These, these guys are um these guys are actually quite good, quite handy. Yeah, too. above above eighty kilo blokes. Okay, but like like tall, skinny, yeah. lean dudes, like a maxi like, sort of build. Um, cool. yeah, 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 very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, um. But yeah, so shout out to Paddy getting that one done. So that'd be fucking. Have you got any heavier guys that you're trying to get matched for SA Muay Thai League? No, no, no. Trent was my heaviest, but he's. I think he's he's not doing SA Muay Thai League. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I don't have many. Like my heaviest dudes is Trent, and then before yep. that, everyone's around seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy kilo fucking dudes. Um. um but yeah, it's there's definitely man. Def, we we need more amateur shows. Yeah. People need to forget about doing pro stuff here. We've got our we've got our ring lovers show, you know, like our sort of our sort of feed into shows is yeah. our little ring lovers show. Yeah. You know, like no other gym except for Frontline who do their rise up every now and then as well. So yeah. like 
You know, like that wouldn't be a bad thing. Like if other gyms want to help out, do some fucking interclub sparring days like us. Yeah. Like fucking do, do your own. Or, or like go, oi, can you come host one at our gym? You know, like we'll give you a fucking hand. You know, like it's cool coming to our gym and your gym all the time. Yeah. But if other gyms want to do it and go, hey, can, can you can you do the matching up for us? Yeah, you if you know, can't like, be bothered doing all that yeah, stuff, yeah, you yeah. just give us the day and then we'll, yeah, we'll organise everything else. Because the best thing about that is, is like, and it sounds fucking stupid, we then don't need to clean up our own gym. You know, we pack up our shit and we leave. Like yep. that, some of the hardest shit about doing these things at our own little gym is the fact that everyone leaves and we still got to clean up, pack up. So yep. it takes a day. So, but um, yeah, that's our little fucking promotion. Yep. Is yep. our little feeder show. Yeah, 100%. Um, thoughts on Cody Jamison versus Jay Tonkin. So that's coming up as well. Um, did forget to discuss that one um, in a little bit more depth, but I can't remember the exact date now, but. Man, Cody's been on a tear. He's, you know, he's, I mean, he's discussed it on um, Combat Chat podcast where yeah. he talks about he's had a few easier fights, you know, but he's he's just taken what was put in front of him pretty yeah, much. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, it's allowed him to now be ranked number 20 in the world. Um, I do think it's going to come down to how good his defense is on the day and whether Jay lands that one big shot. Uh, super exciting matchup. Definitely something which has you know, pretty active middleweight scene at the moment. Yep. So it's pretty. It's a pretty good matchup. Two totally different styles. It's going to be an exciting. It's going to be two guys wanting to go to war, and it's going to be a whole heap of blood, I believe. Yeah, boo. Um, thoughts on evolution. The on evolution and Muay Thai shows today. Um. I think they're better today. I think so too. Evolution was a bigger production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the big thing at the time. But now the quality of Muay Thai on shows is tenfold. Why was it bigger at the time? Do you think it was bigger at the time sheerly because it had a television deal? Yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. And there's someone asked about that in a bit as well, about the Foxtel thing. So it's like Um, you look at shit now and it's like I think shows are – Bigger on a whole as in attendance and viewing. And quality. And quality yep. due to the fact that we have streaming. Yeah. But they seem smaller because it's not on mainstream. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with yeah, like Fox we've discussed, was the thing not the many people have watched it, are watching it now. No. It'd be like if there was a Muay Thai event on KO, like when Tasman fighters do their Muay Thai event yep. and it ends up on KO, yep. that'll be the next thing that people are looking for to get on from a – like a new, like a new Muay Thai level, like as in, like people will walk, will walk in the gym and go. Saw Tasman Muay Thai fighters on the weekend. I saw Kim Tenzin fighting or whatever. I want to do Muay Thai. Yeah, you know, so we'll get a little bit of growth from that. Yeah. But I think that like us who've been in forever, we all like. Then they walk into the gym and they're like, oh, there's rebellion, there's this, there's that, and they're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, them as well. You know, yeah. Like, and then yep. And then they see like the. It's like the underground mainstream is almost now. Yeah. Don't you reckon? You yeah. know, like everything's so, like all our little shows, they all seem underground, but they're fucking huge. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know? And that's the thing, it's like, you know, you go to Rebellion, it's a sellout every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top quality, massive names. It's, you know, it's a full house every time. I don't know what extra growth aside from more, say, corporate sponsorship. Yeah, to, yeah, know, like yeah. Like, I think what, that's it. I think it's just the corporate. Yeah, we'll literally. Bigger, what's, yeah. The, what's the next big step to go to like, uh, football stadium and yeah. you, know, you know what I mean like then it's that's probably the only real 
the only real difference, I guess. Yeah, that's right. It's going from zero to absolute hero. Yeah. Like, and, you know, if right now Rebellion was, you know, it is a 10 out of 10, then the only way to go from there is to open up to a venue twice the size. Yeah, and, that's right. And, and hopefully sell the tickets. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so and that's, then that's when you're rolling the dusky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what do you love about Muay Thai and what don't you like about Muay Thai? Um, I love the the culture, the traditions, the respect that surrounds Muay Thai that, you know, it's it's a package deal. Yeah. Um, what don't I love about Muay Thai? Um, I would probably say the kickboxers involved. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like I'd probably say the lack of investment in the growth from promoters. Like promoters trying too hard to falsify their shows. Make, yeah, yeah. Make, make the shows bigger than what they should actually be. Like I spoke to a promoter and, and they were like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do headgear and stuff because I couldn't I can't charge people sixty dollars a ticket to watch amateurs. But yeah. you're you're still charging sixty dollars to watch amateurs. They're just not wearing headgear. Yeah, yeah. So like you're, you're lying to the you're lo- yeah, and that's making people people thinking, oh, that's what professional looks like. Yeah, what, that's are, we, right. what are we what are we even bothering for? Yeah, that's mine's uh, a lot. The thing I like most about it is like I say it all the time about like sparring and group. Like we can go like I can pick up a whole fucking carload full of fucking my fighters and I can roll down to you and go, hey, bro, do you want to spy together? And go, yep. We all do it. And it's fucking, there's no malice and, there's, yep. and there is community and shit like that. Yep. Uh, the only thing that, the, the main thing I hate about it is I hate that there is no such thing as a Floyd Mayweather of Muay Thai. Yep. As in like there is yep. nobody ever who will ever reach that height of financial stability mm. or anything like that sheerly off your skills as doing Muay Thai. Mm. You know, like, like someone in, like Sanchez, you should be like that dude, if it was boxing or if it was MMA, would be riding around in a fucking, yeah. in a Rolls Royce, yeah. gold-plated. Someone driving yeah, him around. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. And, and that's probably the only thing I hate about it is there is, I don't know why, but it just wouldn't. I don't see it ever getting like that. And it just sucks, you know, like, yeah. because I would love to see the best in the world be yeah. the best in the world and be able to yeah. put his feet up at the end and go, yep. Yeah. Because in pretty much any any other sport, yeah. most other, like, you know, yeah, if got, sports that yeah. have got like that, like, we, when you like, go that elite, when you're and, that, when you're that, like, combat sport is watched by everybody, like, by so many people. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're not talking about equestrian your horse fucking rate, uh, horse jumping. No. You know, where, where like you could be the best in that and fucking, yeah. or you still gotta have three jobs. Yeah, yeah. We're talking yeah. about saying that gets watched by a lot of people. A lot of fucking people and isn't, you know, like respected by that yeah. financially, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely the financial thing is a, is a negative. There's definitely the only time you make money in Muay Thai is as a trainer, not as a, not as a fighter or, yeah, or, right. or yeah. a promoter. Um, yeah. And promoters don't make a lot of money if they're doing the right way. That's right. Yeah. Um, thoughts on kickboxing gyms teaching Muay Thai? If you don't Muay Thai, don't know Muay Thai, you're not teaching Muay Thai, you're just you're probably just lying to people. Yeah. Where it's different is I, 
I respect someone like Simon from Red Star because he admits that he doesn't know Muay Thai and, you know, the, the he teaches a, a way to fight Muay Thai guys. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. It's yeah. like, the, you know, the, the Ramon Decker sort yeah, of thing that's where right, yeah. you don't have to clinch. No. You don't have to be able to clinch to fight Muay Thai. You've just got to know how to not clinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Be, yeah, yeah, the, the, the anti-clinch. You yeah, know, you, anti -clinch. Need to, you know how to lock it down yeah. and get, get away from it. Yeah. I came like as a, like my style was like well Happy, Happy yep. was a very kickboxer yep. style. So like I I still well yeah like if some of my dudes have got a K one fight leading up and then my Muay Thai dudes uh, I don't have anything lined up. Then one day a week I'm like all right guys we're all doing kickboxing style of and of yep. training and I'll be like Thursday night's kickboxing night yep. just to help whoever get ready for this yeah. K one fight. And, and, some, yeah. and some people like I'll do a night of it, you know, like but like I'll mix it in every now and then. Or I'll go, hey guys, we're doing kickboxing to deal with fighting a dude from Red yep. Star. Yep. You know, like yep. it's like, okay, every time every now and then you will have to come up against a dude like that. Yep. This is how we're gonna deal with him. Yeah. Yep. That's fair too. It's but it's, yeah like it's people, a way to adapt to styles. People who call what they're teaching Muay Thai but not it's not Muay Thai. It's you know it's just being fraudulent. Fraudulent. So, yeah, fraudulent. Um, top three to five shows in Australia. I'm not going to rank them one that to was five. Last week's episode. Was it? We did that one the last yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. I think we spoke about that. Yeah, so yeah. MTGP, Rebellion, uh, 1774, and Hardcore are probably my. Is that? That's four. Four, five, um, Domination. Yep. Probably the, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yep. Yep. Sweet. Um, thoughts on super fight between Cruz Briggs and Jay Tonkin? Um, too many weight divisions apart. Like 67 kilo fighter who had stepped up a 70 and a 72 kilo fighter would struggle to get down to 70. You're not going to find a meeting yeah. place for that fight. Um, that's somewhat fair. I'm not sure. Are they? I know they were training together for a while, but they still mates. I don't know. Not sure. I should just ask. Um, thoughts on Tasman fighters getting into Muay Thai? Um, man, great. It's another avenue. It's kind of. Um, I don't know that part was on there too. Yeah, I don't know who that other dude is, but yeah, yeah I did. I did see the the match up. Um. I do, I do like it's another avenue to get yeah. the name out there for a new bunch of people. Um, First show would really tell the story. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, like it, it's like the thoughts on it is that it's great, and as I said, like I was saying before, I'm pretty certain Tasman Fighters gets on KO. Yeah, so that's good. So I get a bit of get a bit of fucking like mainstreamish. A lot of people don't realise that the WBC Muay Thai started because originally there was going to be a partnership between WBC and WMC. Yeah, right. Where they put WMC Muay Thai fights on a WBC boxing show. Yeah, right. That's how it originally started. And then yeah, I think okay. WBC saw, saw an avenue to make some money. They're like, fuck this. Yeah. And did the did the act. <laughs> did yeah, the act yeah. and created WBC Muay Thai as well. So it's it's not something that hasn't been done before, but it's um you know, it, it it's only a positive. It's yeah. only a positive. Be good to see what the card ends up. For sure. Um, talk about Daniel Rodriguez and his career and what you think about him. Um, honestly, I didn't know much about him until he got on RWS. 
um, I'd seen him fight like training at Simbi and yeah. watching him on pads and stuff at Simbi. Um, quite impressive. Um, love his style, long rangey, knows how to use it, smart. He he's entertaining, man. Uh, I think massive future. He's got to get a loss at some point. He's the loss is going to be big. It's going to be massive news when he does when it does come. Yeah, I'm not sure what his amateur career was like, um, but as a pro, I think it's like 37 and 0 now or something. And man, fighting guys at the top. Obviously, yeah. it wasn't that whole 37 fights, but he's fighting massive, massive, massive names. Yeah, big ones. Every guy, big pressure. Yeah, every every. Every fight's a big pressure fight. Yeah. Which is sick, and you react to it, you know, like the last fight was... Like probably hasn't fucking had another solid night's sleep and fuck no doubt. Because it's going to fucking another one. That last one, man, like he was potentially could have lost if he didn't yeah. turn into Daniel Rodriguez in the yeah, third round right, fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Another great question from Team Muay Thai. Is Walking Street Patio good for the soul? Asking for a friend. Um, Those who don't know what Walking Street is, it's literally just like about a mile long strip that gets closed off to cars every night <laughs> and it's just bar girls and clubs and I went there for dinner last trip last two trips I've been there for dinner to the seafood restaurants. Not. But um yeah that's not it's, it's putrid and putrid and it's um pretty hectic. It's not as bad as it used to be, but it's yeah. What happens in Walking Street stays in Walking Street. Yeah boy. Um, who are three up and coming male and female Oz Muay Thai fighters? Up and coming, I'm not sure whether it's the, you know the right description or whatever, but people like um who are starting to make a name for themselves. The two I can think of off the top of my my head, probably Dory Duncan mm-hmm. and Corbin Harvey. Um, and another one, I'm actually going to say Erin uh, Carter from, she's, I think she's like, as a pro, I think she's 2-0 now, but she went like 10-0 as an amateur. Yeah, right. Um, started out a little bit off with like, um, the, like a little, a wee bit of lack of coordination in the earlier fights, but now the it's turned into like that awkward timing and stuff, which is, man, she's hard to beat, hard to beat, really long, knows how to use it. Um, then in the dudes, oh, there's just so many guys floating around, hey. Um, Daniel Matthews is a, is a big, potentially big one coming up uh, at 67. Um, off, off the top of my head, um, Jack Bennett out of Eight Blades, formerly from Strongheart. He's another one who's, I think he's 7-0 and or something now as a pro. Yeah. Don't even think he had an amateur fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just got his rebellion shot. Both those boys just got their rebellion shot, so they'll be fighting on the next rebellion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, man. The pool is just so big at the moment, except for in South Australia. The pool is just so big at the moment that it's hard to pick, like, you know, three guys. Uh, and 
I've been spending a lot of time in Victoria watching the Victorian scene. It's obviously the closest to here and it's the most, you know, easily accessible for me. So I kind of, my focus is there a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. can't really think of anyone else off the top of my head. I know there's plenty of them, but um, yeah, struggling a wee bit with with who who else it could be. This is another question that we've belted off. A couple times throughout, our, yeah, throughout yeah, our yeah. yeah. I reckon last time we were talking about um, who's the kid who just headlined uh, one? Is it Tyson? Tyson, Tyson? Harrison? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about him being up and coming. Yeah. Would Would he still be like now that he's nah, done he's, that? He's he's established. He's now, established you yeah, yeah, yeah. But he like was even, he was one of our up and comers when yeah. we first fucking first got asked this question yeah. a couple of months ago. The other one was like, you know, you could say Josh McCulloch, but he's already smashing like all the top names and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was that he was an up and comer last year. Um, doing massive things, doing massive things. Um, yeah. Definitely a hard question with massive pool. Um, da, da, da. Any ghost stories from Thailand? Um, yes. <laughs> Not really my place to talk about the those sort of experiences. It's more like, you know, if I'm talking about Satyam and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I lived yeah. in temples up in the country and in Thailand for a while and there was some pretty hectic stuff at night time. Yeah. Um yeah. Not really the uh, platform for me to be to be talking that stuff, but it's a bit of a different realm for you with that sort of shit, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like, you know, like it sort of yeah has some more bearing to it. Yeah. It's more like a I think that'd be a rant one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might fucking be yeah, but interesting all the same. Hmm. I'm interested in it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Fucking... But well, yeah. Well, well, yeah. I'm I'm better off that sort of stuff, I'm better off not with an audience, better off talking one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. Having them to ask. Yeah. yeah. Um, will more Thai ever be introduced into the Olympics? I reckon I'm trying to do it. It's already under the IOC. I was part of the process of that back in the day when I was living in Thailand. Still, yeah. It's one of the sports that's there, waiting to get put in when something else gets removed. So, it's. It's only a matter of time. I think it was meant to be a demonstration sport in the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I think I'm doing. I think I'm doing demonstration in the next one, and then I think it was going to be in the Olympics after that. I believe, yeah, but, but I reckon. Uh, fuck it. I reckon just keep the IFMA. I reckon have that separate and don't do don't do the Olympics. Don't get the man because all you see is fucking corruption and bullshit. See, in the I, Olympics. I yeah, hundred percent, totally agree, totally agree. Still have IFMA. As your world championships, yeah, it's like every sport has world championships. Yeah, as the Olympics, yeah, just do that. The only way is I would say there is your legit mainstream platform to grow yeah. as well. That's that's what where one could never do it because people can look at someone in padding, yeah, and, and go, I could do that. Whereas you look at someone who won championship with those little gloves on, they're not going to go, I could do that. Yeah, true that. But, true that. I think but do you that, reckon they? Do you reckon they look at that when they do boxing? Bringing that like I think you the, know, like why the helmets I, and the blues and reds I, I and stuff think, is the thing that gets people going. Oh yeah, I can do boxing. I think one of the reasons why boxing is so big though is because it has that mainstream platform. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, amateur yeah. scene has that mainstream platform where yeah. you the average Joe is their dream. Man, most people's average like most average Joe's dream is to win Olympic gold medal in the sport. Yeah. Not true. to become world champion. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, true that, yeah. It's that, 
that's where the kids go. Oh, but but with boxing, they definitely think about world champion. And yeah, combat sports, they think about not, world champion. I don't think starting is that. Like as a combat, other combat sports, I've never, yeah. I've never heard a kid say, oh, when I win a gold medal in in like if month or like a gold no, 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 medal. No, 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 like, no, no Olympic, Olympics. Yeah, so even, even bo- yeah, but even boxing, like you ask a little kid, nine times out of ten, they're not looking at, they don't really think about Floyd winning silver, they think about Floyd winning world champ. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, you know, but I can. But in saying that, going back to what you said, I totally agree. In it'll it'll grow the sport because, like what we said before, mums and dads will see it, not the kids. Mums and dads see world like gold medalists yeah. in Patty, and, that, and that's yeah, why that's kids, get, it kids yeah. will get taken into a boxing gym that's right. without the fear of them getting hurt. Why? Because the mainstream that's accepted right. boxing. That's right. And will more parents take it's when they, It's when they get there, that's when they get the idea of a world champ or a gold Cause, medal. Because I think that's where the the parents go, you know, you could do this sport and you could win Olympic gold medal. Like Yeah, that yeah. Like, and it's like beautiful medal. Like yeah. that man, as a kid, all I wanted was Olympic gold medal in something. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, it was like I'm not sure what the you know, obviously the Olympics are shit these days, but then what it was. I was a world champion. Yeah. Like I wanted to be the like or like the the like the world's best or best ever, or like I was into team sports too, so I was yeah. like a premiership, you know, like I yeah. wanted to win premierships, you know. Like, yeah. So, yeah. But I suppose in the way that was seen as a gold medal in a way. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a new thing that's done every year, as opposed to like you're not you're not uh, like you won the premiership last year. You don't start out as premiers. You can't. No, no, you know, no. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the same dude. Like you won gold last year. Yeah. You're not gold medalist this year, and we've got to win it off you. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. But yeah. Um, where are we? Um, Evolution and Cage Muay Thai ever come back? Ever? Uh, Cage Muay Thai is everywhere. It's one FC. Um, Cage. Cage of Fury does it. Needs of Fury yeah. do it. Australia wide. The original promotion like of Cage Boy Thai, way yeah. past show. Yeah, I don't one. think I don't so. And that, Evolution, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, definitely. Nugget's not. spoken out about that, saying, you know, he's backing um, Paul Demacoli with Eruption now. Yeah. And he would never come in just to step on toes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you've. He'd be coming in like as a, as like from zero again, you know. It's yeah, like it's, that's it's, right. that, it's the building. And yeah, it's you know just gonna get it by going. Hey, evolution's back, and you know, evolution started so big because he had other promotions yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fury is still around. Um, yeah, it's not doing much, but it's there. It's yeah. well, they're doing K. Like I just said, they're doing Cage Fury, so he's done more. Yeah, I think he's doing he's doing MMA now as well. Yeah, and then we've got we've got Nizi Fury coming here next. Yeah. Um, in late July. Yeah. Uh, late July. So, yeah, and these are few still around. We did miss um, how and when was Muay Thai introduced into Australia. Um, I believe Bob Jones trained in Thailand. He was like doing Bob Jones, BJC, Zendo Kai guy. He was doing all the like traditional martial arts and stuff and went and trained Muay Thai in Thailand and started introducing it to, yeah. as a curriculum here yeah, and stuff. Okay. Um, then you started getting ties like Bon Marti and stuff that came to Australia and they started building the real Muay Thai. So it started out on almost as like a karate Muay Thai. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and then it's like moved to the... Is this plausible? Uh, it could be. I got to pee. And we're back. Sorry about that. I had he, had, he had to let one rip and I watched. Yeah, we actually both needed to hold it. I'm not lying. It was heavy. Oh, that's hot. What? Never mind. 
<laughs> uh, now, where are we at? Um, how do I become a good ticket seller in Muay Thai? Um, it's fucking man, you've, got to, you've got to self-promote. You've got to have a personality. You and if you don't, you've got to create one. You've got to create a persona. Be a good fighter first. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, be skilled. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Skilled, definitely. And then you can sell tickets off your not having to open your mouth at all. Yeah, and then if you're skilled and you're still having trouble selling tickets, that's when you may need to open your fucking mouth and start being marketable. Yeah, but really, in all in all honesty, if you are doing good Muay Thai. A lot of people will see it and you'll get, you'll rise to the top. Yeah. You know, you'll get to the top. You won't need to say shit. And promoters yep. will be like, oh, that dude's good. I want him. Yeah. So I look at someone like Jason. Couldn't sell a ticket to save his life. Yeah, yeah, He might sell one and two. I think yeah. last show he sold like four. But people will buy tickets to see Jason fight. That's right. He's like. He could sell fuck tons more if he opened his mouth. But yeah. He, but he'll sell without doing it. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. definitely, like in that sort of situation, you know, if you're not a ticket seller, you've got the harder journey because you've got to fight the ticket sellers. Yeah, that's right. You've got to then be the one jumping in against those dudes who do sell tickets, who have the crowd backing them. And if that's what you want, then then cool. But yeah. part of being a professional is selling tickets. Yeah. Is and- selling selling the show. They don't necessarily need to buy tickets from you. Yeah. It shouldn't promote like where promoters go wrong is they look at who sold the most tickets. It's not important. No. It's it's who's doing the most promotion of the show. Look at those guys and go, oh yeah, they're really putting into yeah. our show. Because then, you know, like I for the last show for Pride, for instance, I sold jack shit um, general tickets, which is all I had in the gym. But I had all these people buying seed tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like o- online, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Still the same. Yeah, yeah. It should still equate to like the old school recipe for a promoter is sell tickets, <laughs> get titles or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it should be, man, promoted, promoters need to be listening to who's getting cheered for. Yeah. If and you're getting that, cheered for, the that, people, yeah, that's right. people are there buying tickets no matter what, you know? And that rolls into the next question of do I have to sell to be a good ticket seller to get tile shots? No, you'll get tile shots and then you'll get Unless it's needs a fury. That's one one of them, yeah. Yeah. But like, oh, yeah, so no, you don't. But like, so that's the same thing. If that promoter's that way, then, yeah, you may need to. But if the promoter's doing the right thing, then, no, you don't yeah, need to. You, you need your shots and shit like that. You need to be, from being, number one, an entertainer. Yeah. You're there to entertain the crowd. Yeah. So make it that you have some personality. Make it that you're entertaining the crowd. Make it you want that you, you're having people laughing at you or, or cheering you or, or yeah. excited for you. Whatever yeah. it is, you need to you need to be an entertainer. Will Fox Sports and no KO will will Fox Sports ever invest in Moito like the old days? No KO will because they're the biggest thoughts on Rod Tang. You can listen to every other episode to hear Pinky's thoughts on Rod Tang. Thoughts on Borkow? Is Borkow the reason Moito is globally now? Um, nope. No, I think I, I think it introduced it to a lot of yeah people through K one thing. Like I yeah I think it was people who were into kickboxing yeah. started following Moito because yeah. of Borkow, but. Um, yeah, I don't think that's the I think just reason. the sport being found out slowly and surely is what made it grow. grow. Yeah. I don't think one, I don't think sports get grown by single people. Yeah. Sports get grown by the sport. Yeah. You, you know? Um, just on another topic, um, love all the questions, but maybe... Because um, we had one person send in a pile. Love it. 
excited for it. Did love but, it. It's fucking sick. But maybe type them all down in your notes and send in a couple a week. That, <laughs> that makes longevity of our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're we're literally like so we're not we're not disrespectfully going through your questions quickly. We're just going through them quickly because we have to get through them all. And there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe um maybe that's a better option. If you think of questions, type them down and send in like a couple a week. Yeah. Um but Dankeschön. That means thank you in German. Um mm-hmm. yeah, will one championships deal with seven make a big difference in the growth of Muay Thai in Australia? We had that chat. We had a good chat um, about it too. Let me tell you what episode it was. You can go back over and have a listen to it. The thumbnail was actually the seven thing. Uh episode number seventy-eight. We had it was a, a, it was a really good really good talk about it, yeah. actually. Yeah, because we I was playing devil's advocate and you yep. you had your thought. It was good, yeah. Really good chat about it. That's really good one. Um which sanctioning body is the most prestigious? Um, cut oh, WMO okay. out. <laughs> oh, okay, Jesus. I mean, we've still heard nothing back about that, that yeah. challenge yet. So yeah. think that, that shows the lack of professionalism in that sanctioning body and why it has no value. That's why it's the best. Um, <laughs> um, WMO, definitely not, because you can buy belts in WMO. Um, WMC is still... My my fave. It's the van. Yeah, um, but WBC is obviously definitely the most prestigious at the moment. Like the mm-hmm. mo- the one that everyone wants. Yeah. That's the one everyone's chasing. Um, they have a good, you know, uh, ranking system where you can yeah. check who's where. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it comes out monthly, and everyone and it becomes big news every time, and people it are does. celebrating getting put it in does. there, everyone which is good. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the that, that's how that's how you promote yourself. Also, look at yep. my number now. I've got a number next to my name. Yeah, like, they're definitely not. You know, there's definitely way too many who, belts and shit being handed the, out. Who does the ranking system? It's a meeting between like the board. They have like a board. Who's on the board? Um. They're all like the the top guys in the WBC. Like, but like, Kevin Moon, like are the, there fighters on the board? Are there are there coaches on the board? No, are no, there it's, refs it's on the board. Or is it just the big wigs? It's the big wigs. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, so no, it's, re- and it's not they. It there's it's non biased. It goes on numbers. It goes on like wins and losses. Yeah, it goes right? on. It goes plain and simple on that. I'll tell you an interesting one, which you don't care about, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The ranking systems for the UFC are done by the media. Are they? Wow. But so if you're entertaining, you get ranked. That's right. Which is why it's very well, which is why it's a funny thing of like like that's why that's why I sort of respect boxing rankings and Muay Thai rankings because they're proper ranking. Yeah. That's why I asked who's on the board. Yeah. Because these media rankings are like like I get it. Like they're rankings, they're proper rankings, not, yeah. not popularity rankings. rankings. Popularity yeah, yeah, yeah. rankings, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Which no, that's so they know who to who to put on. That's, right. that's, that's how they make their yeah, money. Yeah, that, make, that makes a heap of that, sense. That's what it is, though. You know, that's and really, once you get to the top shows and stuff like that, that could be where they fucking end up going anyway. Like, because yeah. that's what they've got to do. Like, when you get to those top pro shows, as much as they are skill, you're going to get there through skill. They are still meant to be an entertainment. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they're still going to match fights that are meant to be entertaining. Yep. Yep. You know, I suppose and that's every it. fighter's job that's is right. to be an entertainer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Is to is to man have a persona. Yeah, like you don't have to be like dad. Daddy cool wasn't a pimp, but he used to come out to with a pimp, and you know, like he's it. You, you've got to have the entertainment factor somewhat. You've got there's got to be something. If it's not, if you're not a big knockout artist, where you come out just like chilled, do do yeah. trudge into the ring and then you sleep people. 
then or you're you know you're flashy like Sanchai or you know you have big massive kicks like like um Samka back in the day and yeah. like you've you've got to have something if you're just that dude who goes out and you know fights your way through you've got to have something else then yeah you've got to be you know like Jason doesn't have a persona as such so they, you know stupid haircuts or stupid walkout song or whatever you know like it's yeah that's right yeah it's you've got to have something you've got to be selling yourself some ways people yeah. gonna remember you remember that dude with the funny fucking haircut yeah remember that dude who like come out like all dopey looking and then just like Need, need someone to sleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like it's got to be, you've got to have a talking point. Um, and the good thing, like where we go back to the this ranking thing is WBC is is on your numbers. So, man, it's frauds all the time. People getting in, man, rank number, rank number nine in the world. Man, they've fought no one. They've been yeah. fighting in, in, so they've racked up 30 fights in Chiang Mai, 30 wins, which you can do in Chiang Mai because Chiang Mai fighters aren't strong. It's a good place to go get experience. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you're ranked in the world rankings. Man, you're beating no one in that top 20. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Like, I was... Man, I fought a lot of bums in Thailand. I had a, I had a not a lot of fights, but I, I racked up a, a fair chunk of fights. Yeah. Fighting a lot of bums. Just whoever was put in front of me, but I wasn't very good. So promoters used to know me. They'd put me accordingly, you know? Yeah. I was ranked, like number four i think in oceania so in like the international kickboxer rankings yeah but i was i was above people like michael badato he would have i would have lasted half a round with michael badato yeah. i was ranked i was ranked above i think at one point i was ranked above like one below kim olsen kim was bashing me i was fucking trying to think of his name in the last podcast what oh. we were talking about we were talking about ogs from back in the thing and i could not think of Do you fucking... think about oliver or El harold because kim's not really an og he, he he was still. He was only just retired re- recent times. How long's recent? Kim Olsen. Yeah, Kim. Um, his last few fights were for Donnie, I reckon. Um, Maybe I'm getting confused. I think he's. Oh, it's still probably been seven or something years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Harold was. Harold was the like OG. Harold and Oliver, Oliver Olsen, obviously from he was the OG from WA, and then Harold. Yeah, and then Kim, Kim was the Kim. So Kim was had a gym in, um, you know, Vesesio, um best. That, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So he was Kim's boy before yeah, Kim first. Right. Now he's with, now where Cowboy Muay Thai is. That was Kim Olsen's gym. Oh right. Yes, yeah, so he had um Olsen's Muay Thai there, but then yeah, he moved right. back to WA during COVID. He moved back. To- Why am I getting the name Mike Three Hundred in my head now? Mike Three Hundred was Donnie's boy. Yeah, okay, right. Southport Greek lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Dimitriou. Um. That's right. Yeah, yeah. big Man, I, was, I, was, I was trying to think about you know, there was a we, we were talking about dudes last I reckon it was the last podcast. We we're talking about guys from old school days. And I was thinking like when I was fighting on Epics, they were headlining it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he would have probably fought um Toby or something on I don't know who he fought. Like 300 fought. Yeah, he fought some big names Toby. over there. Yeah. And Kim Kim fought Dave Penipede on Epic, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Dave beat Sam Ballantyne on. Dave beat Sam Ballantyne. That was on, on Supremacy? A, no, no, that was on the, the other show, Ignition. Ignition, Ignition, that's right. That was my stopping grounds for ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, sorry to fucking go on. No, that's all right. We do. That's how we roll. <laughs> but yeah, I um, don't know how we got into that. But yeah, so back to the initial question. So WMC and WBC. Yeah. Your most prestigious. 100%. 100%. Um, best Muay Thai documentary. My favorite is Born for the Fight. Yeah. Um, pretty old school. There was another one. I can't remember the name of it, but they follow. There was. Um, a woman who goes to fight in Thailand, an American guy who ends up fighting some Yakuza dude, like his little finger cut off, like yeah. a Yakuza style, he ends up fighting him. In it. I can't remember what the documentary was called. It was quite good. I haven't seen it for a long time. I think he trains at Fairtex yeah, okay. and prepares for it. Um, but Born for the Fight was sick. They explained Sakyant a bit. Yeah, okay. Um, they... Yeah, they go over the whole process of Muay Thai. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I um, am a fan of uh, – I used to watch every now and then. I think they had a little snippets of, like, prison prison fight stuff to do yep. with the dudes in Thailand doing in the prison fight stuff. Yep. And then uh, – But the old boy in that – the old guy that talks in that yep. old Thai guy, he was my manager. Yeah, no, um, yeah. He died about 18 months ago. Yeah, he was my my manager for years in bangers. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is uh, he's fucking Warriors of the Mong Kong. Oh, Absolutely. Man, that was my go-to fight week. Yeah. I go, I watch, I'm like fighting, if I'm fighting on Saturday, then I'm yep. watching that whole series the, the day or so before. Um, it, was the re- it was the reason I, I started Rikers. It's because I saw the, their whole spiel about Kim and stuff like that yep. on, on Rikers. So when I first moved here, I was like, oh, that's where I'm going because I've I seen it like that. But yeah, yep. Warriors of the Mong Kong is my fucking favorites yeah yeah no that's sick as well it's like so well made yeah even like both there's something that was just it's just a side project for him yeah, as far as like the video man amazing, amazing all his stuff. shit is good yeah, really like good. all his really stuff good. is so talented and his equipment's good quality yeah 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 um two more should cody jamison fight charlie bub um definitely wouldn't work um cody is 72 and a half kilos and not even big for that. Like, I know Reese Saliba's talked about him getting down to 70. And Charlie Bubb made 77 last time against um, Jay Tonkin. Yeah. And I don't know how he did. Yeah, okay. Like, I remember years. I remember, man, pre-scamdemic. I think it was two, started 2019. I reckon it was. I spoke to Charlie and he was like, oh, I'll never fight lower than 79 now or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. there you go. yeah, it, that, that fight... It's just totally off the cards. Totally off the cards. Maybe if Cody had had fifty fights and and Charlie had had fifteen, yeah, that might work out weight wise. But yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and our last question: um, Should Nathan Robson make a comeback? I was just talking about him last weekend. Um, I'd love to see him fight again. Um, he fought out of Bulldog Manly, I reckon. Bulldog Jim Manly. I liked his style, man. It was it was good. Dropped um, Corey Cowboy with a head kick when they fought. Chidush. in the in the first round. Then Corey came back and clinch bashed him. Caught Very myself good. again. Very good. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't we say rape. I didn't, yeah. I didn't say rape. <laughs> we said we're all good. We were, we didn't have any warnings on our YouTube video until right then. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see like Nathan fight. I'm not sure how old he is now though. It's probably. And if he hasn't fought, I don't think he fought after he fought um, Corey Dean on Rebellion in Sydney, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. 
don't know if he's if he's too old now, but he was always always fun to watch. And yeah, obviously this dude, it's the same guy asking about whether it's too late to become a fighter or whatever. Um, obviously he's been around the scene for a while, unless he trains at that gym. Yeah, okay. He, he knows who he is. He's probably still training or whatever. But yeah. otherwise, he's obviously been around a while if he knows who Nathan Robson is. Yeah. Mm. Dude, yeah. Yeah. What a string of fucking questions that was. That was yeah, great. massive. That was good. As you said, thank you very much for all those questions. Three or four at a time. Yeah. Three or four at a time, we'll get a good fucking... And hey, if you got two accounts, three or four at a time from each account. <laughs> no, I was joking. That no, was fucking sick. But... um. Yeah, so what are you up to? So next week we will have what? Breakdown of Destiny? Um, I reckon it'll do a bit of a Destiny thing. Ladies leave your man at home. Destiny's child. Whoa. Um, We've actually got some visitors this weekend. We'll discuss over the weekend, later in the weekend, maybe we can get do a quick recording on the weekend, Um, even if it's just a short, shorter one, and then we can... Here you go. Here we go. I won't say anything. Okay. I'll tell you off off cam, Cute. off off recording. Cute. Yeah. Fuck yeah, sweet ass. Well, I'll I'll what, I don't know how many days they're in town for. But... Might have a double drop. Yeah. Might be double drop and not nineties. Whoa. <laughs> Pingers in the nineties. Pingers in the nineties. One down the throat, one up the bum <laughs> Shelf it. All right, kids. That's uh, how we do drugs in the nineties. Up the bum. No. Um, anyway, all right. On that note, I'll leave it close, squeaky clean. And uh, we'll say thank you very much for listening to our awesome podcast. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will, yeah, hopefully do a double drop next week. Cool. Hope you have a fantastic day. Enjoy your Monday. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. Love you. Bye. Bye.